Well, now we can go ahead. What were you singing before? Oh, um, I was running earlier, and I just had the MP3 player on with the vol- with the random radio station. Um, I didn't know Atham was joining us. Oh, you know, I'm he's there in spirit. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, well, you were you were angry. This is your show now. You were like you were fired up and ready to go. I thought you'd be. I didn't expect you to be singing and be in a cheerful mood right now because the I'm text not, I got. I am not in a cheerful mood. <laughs> in fact, I'm just uh, deciding when to get started on all this. Um, let me ask you something. You may ask. I I know all. When you. You try to help people sometimes, right? I, mean, I know you're an asshole, but do you ever, like, honest to goodness, go out of your way to either save people from themselves or just kind of improve their life in some way? Oh, yeah, I, I gave that up. The the last time, that, that like I said, that was probably the epiphany of 2018 was when I gave that up, um, and now I don't do it. Anymore. That's why I charge. I mean, it, there was always, <clears throat> like, an anonymous person on the Internet well, sure, I'm going to charge them, and that's how Asshole Consulting was born. But people that are, um, you know, like uh, near and dear to your heart or people that are close or friends, I gave up on that long ago, not that long ago in 2018. So, but, um, yeah, are you still trying to do that or what? See, I mean, you know what I do. Part of my job is really to save people from themselves, you mm-hmm. know, because they're, they don't know what they're supposed to do, and I'm, I'm trying to guide them. So if you are paying me money for my expertise, why are you not doing what I say? Why are you fighting me? Why do I have to like waste time with back and forth, you know, your stupid arguments for shit that you don't know about? It's, you know, Einstein, he was trying to think, figure out the, the universal theory. He, not the, there's this grand unifying theory he was trying to figure out on his deathbed that would have advanced physics. And I'm at the same point in trying to unlock this hurdle we seem to run into with humans where it it, it could be right in front of them and they're still going to want the easy way out. And I think what you're facing is that you are a reality in human form, at least when it comes to the IRS. The reality will rear its head. You could postpone stuff. You could delay it, but inevitably reality is going to rear its ugly head. And you are going to have to face it. And with your clients, I think because you are reality manifested, uh, they don't want to hear it. Even though the 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 time is up, the uh, what's his name, the the Grim Reaper has come. You <laughs> not, must now pay the toll. I think some people are so addicted, and I don't know if it's it's somewhere in the realm of lies and laziness, and that is the ultimate driver of human uh, action or beliefs or delay everything <clears throat> it's 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 this they want absolutely no pain no challenge no suffering and to always be right and to never have to pay and they will pay anything that is the most addictive drug that is the thing that that i'd say the human brain runs on more than anything else. That's that's what they want. Um, and so they will do whatever is possible. Even if you are reality, even if you are going to win, even if you are the, the IRS spokesperson himself, and there's going to be jail time, 
they will still ignore what you say and still live in their delusional world because that quasi-mixed drug of laziness, fear, uh, ease is just too addictive. So you're not dealing with rational human beings, and that's just that's my stab at it. But I presume that's what you're running into, correct? Yeah, and um, so I guess we haven't done this for the last couple of weeks. Um, and I know I don't want to be self indulgent. I want to hear about your nope. trip and all that. But no, um, every time you see when we get to the April fifteenth deadline, it's like okay, extension, whatever. We got the rest of the summer, or whatever, to get this done. Mm-hmm. So when we get to the last, the first two weeks of October, like we are now, because October 15th is the very last day you can do it. This is when all the retardedness comes out. And this one's actually harder to deal with than April. So if, if you will permit me, I've got a few stories about some of the shit that's happened. Well, but why don't, <clears throat> why don't you explain to those who aren't CPAs why this is the, the final deadline? Okay, well. Because that might, that might provide some um, weight as to why this is a more important deadline than others. Oh, sure. So as I'm sure you guys know, you have to file your individual tax returns by April 15th. You can submit an extension, a six month extension where October 15th is the very last day that you can timely file your taxes. If it's after that date, you either have to mail it in, which is always bad, or you have to wait until February to electronically file your tax return from a, the year before. So it's a big deal. You're going to have to get this shit in. You know, I'm here trying to urge you to do it. I basically become a babysitter, dude, for these people. Who, <laughs> yes, you have. Yes. You have. But, but it's so annoying because no matter what I say or do, there's always going to be that subset that just cannot get their shit together and they don't care. And so I try to purge them every year, every year, every year, you know, but no matter how many people I try to get rid of, there's always some that that prop up. New ones are from your, your current retinue of clientele. A lot of them are from my current clientele that suddenly become lazy or stupid, or I don't know. And um, I, I just, dude, it's very hard to like, maintain your semblance of trying to help people when they're doing shit like this. Like I, you stop caring. Right. And, and you are going through probably part of what my journey was when I was trying to stop the housing crisis, where I'd be paid as a credit analyst, you are paid to assess and analyze the credit worthiness of this loan. And they were all bad, all bad. You could, I could guarantee you these loans would never be paid back. But then management, again, for whatever that addictive drug humanity has, uh, I say it was probably more because they had themselves uh, uh, car loans and McMortgages and and McWifey-poos that they had to make the the bills on. So these bankers would just want to push everything through. But you're like, no, this is this. Then why are you hiring me? It's, it's, It's Why are they hiring you? In your case, you even have the weight of the IRS and ultimately jail time on your side. So no, I told I totally understand, but out of curiosity, what's what's the insanity going on? I mean, I know it's just it's getting past the deadline and procrastination, but there must be some amazing stories here, psychologically and personality speaking wise. I don't know if I'd call them amazing. It's just simply some of the bullshit that I've had to deal with since I'd say about October first. Um, all right, there was the dumbass last week who walks in here, you know, the cocky little ah ha 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 ha, you know, I I'm. 
I got all my shit together for you. And so he comes in full of receipts. Like everything is completely out of order. Nothing. A box is of receipts. You, you basically. Okay. All right. Those types. Right. So I kick him out. I'm like, okay, dude, you know, we still have uh, 12 days to get you filed. I'm going to send you home. I sent him a bookkeeping spreadsheet. I'm like, this is what you do to organize that. It's got a drop down list and everything, you know, do it. So he comes back yesterday. You know, there's a week until the filing deadline now. Right. He's like, oh, I'm ready. Let me come in. So I look at it and he hasn't done shit. <laughs> he has not done shit. Now you have to understand when I set aside an hour for people to come in, you know, that means somebody else who really, you know, I, I can work with cannot come in during that time. Mm-hmm. So this, there's people like this who just, I, I think it's laziness. I don't think it's incompetence because I'm literally showing them how to like put their books together. Well, and for the most part, it is, I don't really believe in incompetence. I believe in laziness because I, I always get the, I got the Asperger's, the hood, the hood, the hoods, and, and the autisms, da, 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 and I can't move out of the house, and I can't find a job. But yet, somehow, they managed to get a degree. Now, maybe it's not nuclear engineering, but it's like, wait a minute. you sh- Even with the lowered standards of school, you still have to be somewhat competent to show up on time uh, regularly and study and to take the test to get yourself a bachelor's degree. So, okay, yeah, maybe you got your degree in in women's studies and it's it's a laughable piss on a degree uh but you did show up you did and what it belies to me and tells me is that these people are choosing they are lazy they have the capacity to be competent but obviously in that kid's kid what is it well i guess you can't say i bet you he has a job and can get his driver's license and could get a car registered right all I know is that these freelancers, because it's mainly freelancers who do this, not people who yeah. just get a W-2, whatever they're doing, it's uh, it's bullshit. I feel like it's bullshit jobs, like Instacart, you know, Fiverr-type stuff, which is fine, but they simply can't get their shit together. Yeah, maybe they can go to the drivers or the DMV and get a driver's license, but that requires no effort. Well, right, but filling in a spreadsheet requires no effort. I mean, if you go to Fiverr or <clears throat> Instacart, look, okay, let me give you a better example. Let me hang on. I got coffee. Uh, the GF has a uh, a brother, and um, he he was working in the Bakken oil field, and then um, he came back because the price of oil was going down, but he made his money, and he was he was ready to come back to the Twin Cities. And so he was trying to find another job. And so uh, he's struggling and trying and he can't find it. I'm like, why can't you? He's like, all the jobs I can find are in the Bakken oil field. I said, I thought those jobs were going away. He's like, no, I'm trying to find them here. So I'm like, well, where are you looking? And he's like, and so he shows me and he's going to this North Dakota job board. I'm like, why are you going to the North Dakota job board if you're looking for jobs in the Twin Cities? He's like, well, that's where everyone tells me to go find it. And the guy's not that dumb. <clears throat> I'm like, you're going to in a completely wrong state. And so I say, try indeed.com, try monster.com. And just, so I'm assuming he could type in zip codes and all that. He tries for an hour. He's like, dude, I still can't find anything. I say, what? Okay. Show me what you're doing. He's just searching. He's not typing in a zip code. He's just searching for jobs that he wants to work. So he gets the nationwide list. Like, why is this in Dallas? Why is this in San Francisco? Why is this? I'm like, you got to zero it down. 
So he is so computer inept, so uneducated in computers that I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll explain it to you later. I just don't have time for it now. So that's for a job search. Two days later, guess what he discovers? What did he discover? He discovers Tinder. Oh, for fuck's sake. And in a matter of an hour, he masters Tinder. Now, why does he not want to master the job board, which takes not that much technicality, but he can download an app, plug in a zip code, and find him and start trailing for tail with Tinder? Why do you think that is? I guess because it's the only thing he truly gives a shit about is getting laid. Right. Getting laid is fun. Work, that sucks. But it shows you he had the technical ability all along. Like Anybody tells you they're computer illiterate, say, bullshit, do you know how to search for porn? Every guy is a computer genius. We just all decided to dedicate our efforts back in the 90s towards finding porn. God, and you I can got- figure out pretty much anything on the internet if you put the same damn amount of effort you put into finding porn or any kind of IT thing, if you put the same amount of effort that you put into porn, you could learn to code. It's just incentives. And this guy doesn't want to do his taxes, but he wants to do whatever, the Fiverr or the Skittles or the Oopties or whatever the, the latest uh, 1099 gig is. I'm going to tell you what happened over the weekend. You know, this is quick. Okay. So, so last week, some she was a single mom. I guess that's an important part of the story. I do her taxes, and of course, she's getting all the like earned income credit shit that I wish they would get rid of. Um, And I finish them. She's like, "Oh, well, I don't, I can't really pay you." I told her what her fee was. She's like, "I can't really pay you right now." Like, all right, well, you know, you better pay me before October fifteenth because I'm not going to file them without you paying me. Right. That's how you hold collateral over them. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay, I'll do that. I am friends with her on social media, on Facebook, so right. I can see what she's doing over the weekend. What do you think she's doing over the weekend that proves to me her not having money was complete fucking bullshit? She is out partying with her girlfriends. Yes. Okay. They went to this club downtown in Chicago. I've been to it a couple of times. It is so fucking expensive just to, like, you buy a couple drinks, you're already out, like, 50 bucks. Like, it's that oh, type of place. that price. Okay. 40 bucks, yeah. Oh. So, of course, there's all these pictures of her and her girls' nights, and there's absolutely no way that those drinks were getting bought for her by guys, because she doesn't even look good. Well, she's even got to get the Uber down there or yeah. Gussie herself. I mean, there and and I can't imagine your fees for an individual tax return is that expensive. It's not. It's not that right. big of a deal. So it's shit like that. That was another thing that left me like seething. Well, wh- why do you think I hate people, man? Why is there Operation Eve? I can totally understand it, but it, it and we've seen you kind of transgress from this really nice guy. It's almost the uh, Breaking Bad character, Walter White. Where, you know, you were this yeah. nice, mild-mannered CPA. Now you're like, fuck you and fuck that. Where's my money, bitch? And you you have to. That's how people are. You don't get anywhere. Forget being nice. Expecting human and especially adults to be adults. You have to keep a fire lit under them. I would totally, you know what I would do? I, you can't do it on social media, but take a screenshot and say, where's my money? I mean, really, this would be the type where you just say, where's my money? Don't tell me this, da-da-da, you lied to me. Either pay me or you're no longer a client. You could pay someone else to go do your taxes. I'm giving her, so one week from today and that's it. I'm not filing them and she's stuck until January and she won't get that earned income credit. 
And what I wanted to say, I've got more stories if you want to hear them, but my whole... I would love to. We talked about this before. Is this type of shit not getting worse and worse as time goes on? I swear to God, people are getting worse. Remember the conversation I think we had the last time where I'm like, if I got to go, I'll go because God damn it, I am sick and tired of instead of swing, you could fly through, you could fly through space. That's no resistance. There's no reason. There's no material, no matter up in space. That's the least resistance, the quote unquote easiest to fly in. Then you get to air. Okay. That's pretty easy to fly in. Jets go really fast. They can, you can, you can go fast in a jet plane. Then there's, then there's water that you could swim through that, but boy, you can't go that fast swimming through water. And then there's molasses or mud <laughs> going uphill with a tornado headwind. And that is what society has slowly become. Soon it's going to be quick setting concrete that you're going to be trying to swim through. And yes, it has gotten worse. And if we look forward into society in terms of what kind of functionality we're going to have, we are going to, I think, definitely in, in yours and my lifetimes, we're going to see the United States, just the, the first world in general, Western world, will become second world. Shit will not get done. You were in Kenya, right? You see how inefficient that is? You got to bribe officials at every street, every road. Oh, yeah. There's a take. That nothing, and that's slowly what we're going to decay to. Throw, so the medium by which humanity marches is going to get thicker and thicker and more uphill and more headwind and more bullshit. And you have every right to be frustrated because we're the ones that got to deal with this. See, the single mom, she lives on welfare and I need my income credits. And, and But I got to go party. That's an easy life, right? But if you're an accountant, you're a mechanic, you're any one of the number of people who actually have a real job, it's going to get harder and harder and harder. And to give you a bit of advice, because I get to wrestle with this now, you, you, you got to be athletic. You got to be totally zenned out, stoic, and chill. And that is the hardest part. There's also choosing your clients, there's choosing your battles, but you are going to run into, <laughs> you are going to run into um, this more and more, and it's going to become more and more difficult. And so that's, that's why I was asking you, like, have you purged your clientele yet? You know, have, have you, have you purged them yet? That is priority number one as soon as it's October 16th. And I have to, I'm going to make a list and I've got to get rid of them. And um, I don't know. I feel like we should go to Atham now. I know, I know Chad Elkins. <laughs> or Chad, Chad Elkins. Chad, where, where are you? You look like you're in your car. Where are you, man? That's right. We should hang out soon, man. We should hang out soon. Do you soon. like sp bad sports ball teams? Yeah. I like <laughs> the Vikings. I'm having some problems handling the awesomeness of this. Um, Oh. Well, well, where are you at? Looks like you're in the parking lot. You on your way to work there, uh, Chad? No, I had I had an appointment with a dentist. Hmm. That's it. That's all you got going on in life. You, you are you on your way to work? Or are you just chilling out? I'm chilling out for a couple hours, and I have a calculus three. Oh, okay. Are you joining us permanently, or are you just you just coming in to harass us? I'll stay for a while. Okay, we'll stick around for a while. We just we yep. lost Atham. Um. So my question for you is on this, you know, we were talking about it. I want to know why it's getting worse every year. I don't understand. And it really has, man, compared to the shit I dealt with in this exact situation from 2015 to now. Why are people getting dumber? Why are they getting lazier? I, I will. I will. I, too, will answer this because Cappy knows all. The short answer is socialism. 
<clears throat> but with but I will explain it this way. You cannot have this level of socialism without first having capitalism. So capitalism is technically the origins of it. And what ends up happening is if you have a capitalist society and it's truly free uh, and you don't get bailouts, you don't get hand me outs, you don't give me give me dats, uh, you have an amazing amount of success. You will also have an amazing amount of uh, uh, differential outcomes. Uh, your, your outcomes are not your opportunities might be equal, but your outcomes are going to be <clears throat> different. And given how lazy people are innately, there's going to be a very few top select group of people who bust their ass off and work. And most everybody else will be average. You know, that's that's where they'll be. But, but and I mean, then, hang on, I'm getting there. I'm okay. getting there. Then the gels kick in, the green kick in, and then we need democracy. We need to vote. We, it's unfair. And, and the isms and the privilege and the institutional racism, all the excuses that comes up for we are lazy fucks. We deserve their money, but we got to have an excuse. So then you get socialism slowly creeping in. Well, wouldn't it usually starts with the children? Oh, the children, the poor starving children. You don't hate children, do you, Aaron? Yes, they're not my children. Fuck them. I don't care. Maybe they'll grow up poor and realize that you were a stupid whore and you had way more kids than you could afford. But it starts with the children. And then, well, mom, single moms, they're, oh, they're so, they, oh, they have to raise the da da da. And it keeps going and going and going as basically the masses, the large, the percentages of people, the majority figures out they could take the wealth of the minority. For a, for a while, for a while. And if you, it's a nice slow trend, what will end up happening is generate, like you don't immediately institute socialism like the Russians did or the North Koreans or whatever. But if it's a slow progression through European socialism and then more of a hard Scandinavian socialism, uh, there's still people working. There's still organs. There's still a, a viable host by which the parasites can parasite off of. But if that lasts several generations, it becomes fucking standard, especially by Gen Z now, you know, and maybe maybe wifey, but not wifey poo, uh, single mommy poo is probably, I presume, Gen X or a millennial. They are. Yeah. okay, they are entitled and they've never had to put up with the fight. They've never had to work. They've never faced uh, a challenge. They've never had, you know, none of them have ever had Athens work schedule. None of them patrolled security. And that's and by the age of 30, whatever, I'm going to assume the single mom is millennial age. But by the time you're 30, that is so cemented into your psychology that that that's why you're seeing. And that's why you're seeing more and more in an increasing percentage of it, because we keep bailing people out more and more. Like if, if you know, you in a sense would let's say uh, let's say you're a different CPA. You're not Chad Elkins. All right. Let's say you were a liberal CPA or you were a, a horny CPA. You were a thirsty CPA. You might, well, that's okay. You know, just pay me back whenever. You don't even have to be the government to bail people out. You could be a nonprofit. You could be a horny guy bailing out single moms or women that just did. I mean, I got a buddy, his girlfriend from high school back in the 80s owes him six grand because he just gave her the money so she could help you go to college, I think it was. She never paid him back. And so that's what happens. That's why you're seeing this more and more and more. Yeah, I just, uh, I guess I was curious if you thought more it was like social media or general media. Like, no. what's doing it? We're just, we're just lowering standards. We're bailing people out. 
Uh, keep in mind, a, a large thing of it is teachers. I mean, back in the day, I could remember you'd get in trouble with your teacher. Now, go fuck the principal. Fuck the teachers. You're not going to. And there might have actually been a, a modicum of ethics and, and morality every once in a while in the education system. Like you, you didn't get straight. There's no grade inflation. That was average work. You get to see teachers are fucking lazy. They're mailing it in. And since they spend more time with their kids than the goddamn kids, parents do, uh, these kids are getting softer, weaker, more entitled and more parasitic. Can I tell so, you it's, it's socialism and the education system. Those are the large ones, but it's, it's society in general. Guess what just happened while you were telling me that, uh, the other guy wants to set up, uh, a time to come in. So here's what just happened. While, while you were talking just then, I checked my email. Okay, mm -hmm. I got a new client who has a partnership um, request back in June. Okay, okay, June. So I go, okay, hey, you know, here's what I do. Here's I set up my fees. You know, I go, let's do this. And he's like, great. I'd like to move forward as soon as possible. Back in June, he says this. <laughs> so who the fuck do you think, while you were just explaining that, who do you think just emailed me? And said, oh, sorry for my delay. Oh, I've been really busy. Let's get this, you know, five hour thing that I need you to have done, you know, by the October 15th deadline when there's one week left. That would be that guy. Yeah. And, and he's so casual about it. He's like, all right, I'm ready to do this thing. It's like, you fucking piece of shit. First of all, you missed the deadline, which was September 15th. And second, you don't right. just email me the last week here and say I'm available this time. You're what available about, when I'm available. What about um, he's a partnership, right? Is, wouldn't there be other investors, other partners that would? Uh... Well, he, there'd be. You would think. I mean, they're supposed to be, but remember, those are due March fifteenth and then September fifteenth. Right. So he's missed that deadline. And mm -hmm. what I don't like is, I mean, I'm not going to copy and paste the email, but it basically says the only time I can get together is like here. It's like. You are not going to inconvenience me. You're going to inconvenience yourself. And if I decide to do this, you damn well better be there when I say you're going to be there. I, I understand. You know? But here's here's the test. This is God testing you. Are you going to take on the client? I don't think so. I'm okay. too annoyed. Like, it is a good money-making opportunity. But I just – I have to screen out. I, it's killing me this time, dude, like I've been ranting to you. I need to screen out for better people. It's almost like using a dating app. You have to screen out ones that at least are not pathetic losers. What if you, <clears throat> I'm trying to see, th there's always that temptation. Like when I get a stupid request, there's always that temptation. Like, yeah, it's $200 to answer. And th there's that temptation hoping it will scare them away, but then they pay. But then what you got to do is you got to Zen out and take it. So, I mean, you could say, look, Knowing full well he's going to wait till the maybe even blow through the next deadline. Say so you've already missed the September deadline. That's September, not October. There is no rush now. Uh, but if you want me to do it, it's going to be this egregious sum of money. Oh, I'm going to say a thousand dollars. Okay, we'll do it then. Yeah, but when he if he says yes, and but you have to like have attached. I will do it for a thousand dollars, but you must come in. On this day, I mean, does he have a real partnership or is it like again, one of those I sell wine online it's bullshit? Just some bullshit thing that people set up. I mean, you know what? Talk away. I want to just sort of review this real quick because I haven't okay. read anything about it since fucking June. <laughs> All I'm pointing out is it's a lie that he doesn't have the time to come in or that he only has this this day open. 
It's like girls saying, well, I, I don't know if I have my schedule. Girls will make their schedule available if they want to. They will go and hire a concrete company to lay a landing strip with green lights to their pussy if you're the right guy. And they will throw everything else off their schedule. So this guy, it's the same thing with these kind of clients. <clears throat> you say, no, you're meeting me on this day. For a thousand dollars an hour, for a thousand dollars, and you are putting a hundred dollar non refundable deposit down. So if he doesn't show up and you go to the office and he cancels, you say, and then there's a cancellation fee, a non refundable cancellation fee. I want to at so, least tell you what he wrote. Uh, just the okay. first first right, three sure. lines, sure. so you, can, yeah. you understand how the. How... Hey Chad, hope you're well. Apologies for dropping out of touch. Very busy last few months. Sure, sure. So my 2018 taxes are still outstanding for the partnership. I can only come in on uh, Friday, October uh, 11th at 1 p.m. Can we put this on the calendar? <laughs> can you just just tell him? Well, you've passed that. If you if you say, look, you can't make, make that deadline because it's gone and passed now. It's not the 15th of October. It was the 15th of September. Schedule and say I'm available this date. <clears throat> This happens, dude. I've already done this with other people. Right. I say, look, man, you know, the last week, this is all I got. Well, I can't come in then. It's like, well, tough shit. You should have contacted me, you know, sometime earlier. Right. It's just, this keeps happening, man. Right. Like on, on Monday, yesterday, I got a slew of these. If, if they went, if these people went away and you never had them as clients, uh, to begin with, would you still be able to make money and survive? Oh, I don't even need them. Like I'm okay. fine. I hit my goals. All right. Well then tell them to screw off. And I would only take them as a client for egregious money. But here's, here's why I'm trying to get your blood pressure down. You're going to have to attach behavioral conditions for this guy. Cause you know, what's going to happen, Chad, you're going to say, Hey, it, it, you've missed the deadline, but I'll meet you uh, October 20th. And he'll say, okay, I can make that. Then you know you're going to get a call the day before or he's just not going to show, oh, I can't make it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So again, the behavioral conditions is I am very busy right now and I don't think you understand the severity of your problem. You need to get this done. Uh, but because this is a, a miniature busy season, I have this available in my schedule and I am now requiring a $100 deposit, non-refundable cancellation fee. Right. It's going to cost you so that you're, you're managing them. <clears throat> and then if they bail on you, you don't care because you got your hundred dollars. It's non-refundable. And you could go get one of your girly girls at your bar down there and show her your office or something like that. With that extra hour you got. Yeah, I think I'm going to start doing something like that because, man, it's like I was saying at the beginning of this. I try to help people the best I can and they, they make it impossible. Well, hey, that's also, the boy Chad has. he's too nice. He is too nice. He is. Yeah. Not Take, anymore. Well, he's slowly no, getting there. Still, still too nice. <laughs> you wouldn't be mad. Yeah. You wouldn't be this bad if you weren't still a little bit nice. Dude, those days are over. Like 2014, 2015, me really did want to help people because I, you know, I like people, but I, that's gone. A few years of running your own business and you fucking hate people. Yeah, more or less. But look at it this way. Like if you read through assholeconsulting.com's instructions, you know, you know, how to use the services, I forget whatever, or just read through the site in general. It's very well written, but it is also written that I control everything. Yeah. When, and also think of the 
amount of prerequisites and requirements you have of a girl or these other measures you take when you go out with a girl. Just because she's hot and wants to go out with you, especially at, at our age, you don't just, oh, good, I got a date. You assume you don't have a date and you make contingency plans and you don't invest that much time. Like, yeah, let's meet for drinks. And then like, so that way, if she doesn't show up, you're still watching your sports ball or something else. You need to take that much uh, precautionary measures and preemptive measures so that if your clients don't show up or they start shit in the bed, one, you're not as pissed off, but two, you're not wasting your time. And three, you might even make some money off of them anyway. Yeah. Like I've got it. I think that's a great suggestion that you just gave me there because I just can't have this like back and forth about this and that I can come in this time. Can we move it to this time? Oh, I'm not going to be able to make it to this. No, you say no. The word no is the greatest word in the world. It means no. What about um, your old man? Doesn't he have some experience with this? Why don't you why don't you ask him how to handle it? He probably it, so he did it in a very old school way. When they lived in middle of nowhere, Texas, like the vast majority of his clients were boomers. And believe it or not, like I know we both or all of us aren't really fans of the boomers, but I'm gonna say this about them. They at least would pick a time and stick to it and be organized with their paperwork. Like this younger generation. I honestly don't know how they're able to run their lives sometimes. Well, you're talking three younger generations than the boomers now. I'm talking I'm, Gen X, millennials. You're talking yeah. Gen X, millennials, and now Gen Z. Gen Z, yeah. I mean, and it's it's not going to get... I, I, the stories coming out of academia today and all the insanity and the stupidity, uh, this has... It, it's no longer millennials. The millennials have moved on. They're out of college. Actually, a couple of years out of college. This is now Gen Z. So if you want a finger on the pulse as to you know, how thick the medium is that humanity gets to swim through, look at Gen Z. I mean, I, I'm wondering, do you even have Gen Z clients? I don't think so. Like the youngest client I have is like 20. Is that Gen Z? That's, or? that's Gen Z. I mean, what does he or she show up on time and honor their commitments? It's all electronic and they have like one W2. It's a client's uh, a daughter and then another one who's a client, another client's son. Like that's they're generally pretty easy. They just send me their W-2. I do it, email them back. I'm, I'm talking about the ones who really need to get their shit together in order to get their taxes done. So I don't have any Gen Z clients like that, but I have a hell of a lot of idiotic millennials. Yeah. Um, apologies to the millennials in the chat, but you guys are just... Ugh. I'm, writing, I'm writing a book, trying to write a book about it. Oh. Well, is that it? Did you, did you get it out of your system? Were there I got, more, more, I got one, one more. I got one more. I, I, well, love, to, I to, love to hear well, it's a, I feel like I'm being a little bit too negative here. So maybe I, you guys ought to. I got, I got nothing. Hang on. I'm going to take off my shirt. Give me a second here. And then you can tell us with another story. Take off your shirt. People just like hearing you suffer. Chad. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, should we sing Chad? Nah. Nah. Let's get ready to see some man boobs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we wanted you to be on camera when you were taking off your shirt. No, I, it's not. We actually, I, you know, I don't want to get, we have a, a lot of um, super chats. Should we let's wait? go through it and then you can tell us another story. So let's, let's keep up with that. Yeah. Cause there's a bunch. Um, Is there, um, what time did it start? We started at 12. Oh, we got a fuck. You know what? I loved Streamyards. Let me, let me refresh. And we're at 36 back. minutes or something. Yeah, I I don't know. I'd like to. I always like to throw them up on the because uh, Dre three three sixties in the house. Why don't you go ahead, go through it, and then once we get to the uh, 
Oh, wait a minute. 1208. Never mind. I might. If they just programmed it once. What's the first one? Go ahead. Oh, uh, it's, it's nonstop Dre 360 for $2 says morning gents. Uh, good morning there. Nonstop Dre. We got a request from him. He wanted us to answer it. So we'll, we'll get, yeah, to we that. can. I'm actually yeah. feeling bad about just bitching. So I'll get to the rest of these. Um, dark man, Jeff is in the house. What's up, Jeff? Um, $5. Don't have any questions. Haven't donated in a little while. Hope everything is well with you too. Well, thanks a lot, man. I thanks, hope uh, things are well for you too. Actually, Jeff, give me an update sometime. I'm curious uh, how your progress is going. We had done an asshole consulting for him um, earlier. Yeah, no, he, he'd come in on the show every once in a while. I remember. Yeah, he, he was in the chat room. Uh, our favorite, Nick Shulaner, says, quote, for $1.99, I pay you to do what I say, not to do your job. I think that's a pretty good quote because that's how that's, the mentality of some of these people. Right. That's pretty <laughs> much right. By the way, Nick Shulaner, you can go to nickshulaner.com if you need any kind of digital marketing uh, done for you. Uh, he is a graduate, would we say, of the uh, Seth Heim School of Digital Marketing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Honors. I, I probably graduated with honors. Uh, but unlike regular colleges and universities, if you go to Seth Heim's uh, thing, you actually find a job uh, in digital marketing. So Nick is a, is a, one of his students. So he does, he does uh, digital marketing. He's done it for me, and that's why I endorse him. Okay, cool. Uh, Noah Acosta for $5, who's uh, been here before, I think, mm -hmm. says, um, a friend of mine is a porter at BMW. He recently told me 95% of cars are on lease and none can afford to buy any of these cars. Well, they're BMWs are definitely really expensive, right? They are, but I've always said that about Mercedes, Beamers. Um, increasingly now, uh, I had a conversation with Rich Cooper about Ferraris and Lamborghinis. And since Ferrari and Lamborghini have been bought out by other larger companies, which I didn't know myself, they've lowered the prices. Like now you can get a Beamer and a, I'm sorry, not a Beamer and Lamborghini and a Ferrari for a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can get a, you can get a, a used one for around 70 grand now. Uh, but all those are leased for the most part are borrowed money. And, and Noah is correct. When I was in banking again, it, it was rare rare uh you'd see on the balance sheet no debt or no lease if there was a mercedes you'd immediately go to the liability side of the balance sheet and look for the liability that was paying for it um and i do remember a precipitous drop what's your favorite suburb in the twin cities chad well mine is probably adina you could drive around the adina or the Wyzetta or uh <laughs> even parts of the wbl and in the depths of the recession, you there are very few, or significantly fewer, Mercedes, Beamers, and stuff like that. Absolutely no Lamborghinis or Maseratis. Now that's kind of come back a little bit, but yeah, they're they're. It, it, for any woman listening, just because he's got a good car doesn't mean he's got the money. So I know you girls are all excited about the cars, but that is that is not the case on the uh, financial real world. Sorry about your twins losing last night, by the way. Yeah, I, was real, <laughs> I was real broke up about it. Um, I thought the GF kind of liked them. Whatever. Uh, okay. Uh, Woo Lad for $10. Oh, $10. Thanks a lot, man. Um, I'm now a software engineer at Startup with Life Balance. Got job offer at Deloitte building tech solutions for government. Thoughts on Deloitte and the Life Balance? Also, pros, cons of working for Big Prestige Corp. 
Um, one thing I'd like to know, if he has a job, Deloitte often hires a lot of uh, contractors, 1099. So I would be curious if he's a W-2 employee or officially a freelancer before I answer this question. I normally don't endorse going working for any of the big four. Uh, but what concerns me more is that I'm at a startup. Yeah, that shit don't last. Deloitte will be around in 20, 30 years. Uh, that startup, um, I've, you know, one thing I always recommend people do is if you could see the financial statements of the startup, which is not an irrational request. Normally people are like, well, it's a private company. You don't have the right to them. It's like, yeah, I kind of, I, I don't and I do in another sense because if you want me to take a job here, I need to see that you're well capitalized. I need yeah. to see that, you know, the CEO isn't being paid $5 million after they get a, a $6 million loan. And then maybe a million is actually invested into the company. And uh, I, I want to see the cash flow statement and the income statement, and the balance sheet uh, with the startup. And very few people ever ask for that. Uh, so I would, I'd almost take the job at Deloitte. Uh, and and keep in mind, it's not going to be as fun. It's not going to be as interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about the work life balance? If you're not part of the uh, accounting department, public accounting, is it is it better? It's it's you get to you have to work a lot of overtime, even outside of the tax audit and advisory functions. Although mm -hmm. this is more in the advisory, but that's why I was wondering if he was W two or, or ten ninety nine. Because if you're ten ninety nine, you know you work as much or, or as mm -hmm. little overtime as you want. But if you're W two, these companies own your ass. And they're going to keep you there because they want to bill you to the clients. Yeah, so, I, I just based on what little information we know, I'd say uh, go with Deloitte. Um, just I, I just don't trust startups. I don't. I saw this great cartoon or meme or whatever where it showed a guy, you know, getting hired at a startup, and he, and the the person hiring him goes, "We'll pay you in stock." And then he had the roll of toilet paper behind it that said, you know, stock on it. <laughs> <laughs> Was that from the 90s during the dot-com days? Oh, probably, yeah. yeah. I, I just saw it sometime. Um, uh, but thanks for the uh, $10. Joe Jones for $1.99. Calhoun Mouse Utopia, Chad. Look it up. I'm actually familiar with the Mouse Utopia experiment. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Joe's right. It's where they had unlimited food, but they just didn't give them any more land. And then yeah. society. Beautiful word. Yeah. The, be the beautiful ones sat up and groomed themselves. And, MGTOWs. Uh, I think they're like MGTOWs, but I don't know. I don't know if it correlates. The MGTOWs don't groom. Um, I don't know how that would translate into modern-day human groups. That would be the millennial chicks, right? Yeah. Well, do millennial chicks groom and just get tattoos and pierce their ears? Fat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's their twisted version of grooming, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Tattoos. well, that's right, because the, the mice weren't even interested in sex after a while. It was just for themselves. Right. right. So, yeah, no, Atham's right. That is that is grooming. Um, when you, hey, God almighty, you, you must have seen it. You go out, you buy something, you get the service industry or whatever, and these women have basically Michelangelo murals painted on their nails. Yeah. It's so just one color. It's like this, and they're never matching. Grooming. That's what it is. Grooming. Because yep. they're never hot. Uh, blue hair, you know? Just to follow up on something, Wu Lad said that it's full-time employment with Deloitte, so that's a W-2 job, and that's mm. where it's definitely not as fun, working for you know, Big Four like that. Yep. So, um, 
We just got another one for $5. Charles Mack. What's up, Charlie? Uh, Charlie's here. Did I pass through it? Uh, it's it's just happened. Like it's at the very bottom. Oh, it's at the. Ver- Did we skip anything? No, no. This is. We're oh, up. Charlie's the last one. Go all the way to the down. Okay, Charles Mack. There we go. Uh, these during the workday episodes always keep me in and out doing actual IT support work. Hope you guys are doing well. It's been a while. Well, we hadn't been here in about a couple weeks because you were traveling. And- yeah. Yep. Traveling and all that. So. Uh, well, thank you for the. Yeah. Uh, we're caught up. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Uh, you guys want to handle um, nonstop Dre's request? Sure. I got a, I need a couple minutes. I just need to respond to a couple emails here, but I'll still be here. And no, these aren't the inflammatory ones I've, I've told you about. What are they? Are they pulling tail? Who, who, what are these emails? Well, later, like when we're done, I'm supposed to finalize with some stuff. And uh, if I can get them in earlier to my office, it would help me. Because I got a lot of stuff to do tonight, so you go ahead. I'll be listening. I just gotta... okay. All right, let me pull up that cup here. Uh, greetings, General Clary, Emperor of the Asshole Empire, Speaker of Harsh Truths. I, Andre, uh, known as Nonstop Dre Three Sixty, one of your young lieutenants fighting the war against the conformies, normies, and inferiors of society. Towards excellence, request your sage, blunt, and honest advice for the battles that lie ahead. If possible, I like the opinion of the other real men you know and trust, like Elkins, TJ, the great one, Hatham. It's fine. You can't or you're too busy. First and foremost, let me cut to the chase and not to waste your time with the following questions. One, what's your overall opinion of the direction I'm going? So well, wait, I got to know where he's going in life first. Let's read his background here first. Uh, 128 IQ, uh, tall, in shape, introverted from Manhattan, New York, turning 23 years old. I won't mention his birth date. I would love to have your insight on my overall life. I never drank alcohol or smoked anything simply because I don't have the interest nor see the benefit for me to try. I'm graduated from high school and uh, not too long ago. Uh, I enlist, I've enlisted in the United States Marine Corps uh, back when you were 17 as a combat engineer doing demolition construction and fortification. Uh, he says, feel free to look up for more details. I know exactly what that is because a buddy of mine is a combat engineer, or was. Uh, While serving, I've had a couple of near-death experiences, which made me extremely stoked and minimalistic, but grateful for life, realizing how short life is and that other people are the most important thing in life. I've been stationed in Japan for two years, Philippines and South Korea for a few months, working for a lot of interesting people. I finished my four-year enlistment with with an honorable discharge, an honorable discharge at 21 years old at Camp Pendleton, then I've started college in September of 2018, taking the useless general ed classes as a real estate major originally. Thanks to you, I've changed my major to computer science using the GI Bill from the Marines. I'm currently working security part-time on the weekends while going to school full-time and going to the gym three times a week. Currently attending college in California, and after graduating with my bachelor's, I plan on leaving California ASAP unless I'm paid over 90000 or I can work from home. I don't want to have any kids because like you, I know the crazy train has no brakes. So I'm enjoying the decline. Also, unlike most parents who care about their kids, I truly care about enough about my hypothetical kids to not bring any into this crazy society. Currently seeing a girl who's 21 years old, 5'2", born and raised in California, majoring in nursing, and she's feminine, in good shape, long hair, not a leftist. Really? One in, you got the one in California. Lives in the real world and has a good relationship with both of her parents who are happily married, likes to wear lingerie, cook and clean, no tattoos. And I know you're probably mm. shocked as hell. I was shocked too at first. I'm an extremely cynical person, as you could probably tell. What's a uh, cat? He has bought, 
your all your books and love your Patreon article, Sanity is the Future of Wealth. Your Toughest Life Question video has changed my life. I hope you get better medically. Despite the world cr crashing and burning, you're changing more lives for the better than you realize, even though you don't unfortunately see. Yeah, I don't kind of, occasionally uh, you'll, you'll see it um, on the internet, you know, like I'll get an email or something. But yeah, you really, you know how I found this out? I kind of knew it already, but you know what really drove it home? It was staining a deck. I stained a deck. <laughs> and because you could see the end work, you could see the product, like, oh, that looks good. And it, and it's like, oh, you stained a deck or you prevented someone majoring in the worthless liberal arts, you know, preventing that kid from majoring in the worthless liberal arts is literally a quarter million dollar savings. I mean, it's, it's, it's thousands of times more impressive than staining the deck, but you get it. You at least get to see the deck when it's stained. Um, <clears throat> I recommend your podcast. Every STEM major guy I come across in college. And they love your content. What's the price, old man? So military discount you got. All right, so here is this questions. What's your overall opinion of the direction that I'm going so far in life? I think it's uh, very good. I think it's, you, you, could, you couldn't be doing any better, frankly. You're going to do better than I have. Um, as long as you don't fuck up and oops, girlfriend pregnant and that kind of thing. Do you have any specific advice for me that you wish you knew at the age of 23? <clears throat> I don't know, guys, you got something I... He's pretty much followed everything I've written. I mean, he's saving his money, right? Yeah, well, he's he's got a GI bill. I'm sure he's not blowing or pissing away his money either. Only the only advice I would give uh, myself, you know, when I was 23, just save more money. Yeah, I guess if you haven't, and since you got the GI bill, if there's a little bit of money left over, maybe throw it into a T or, a, or TSP. I wonder if the TSP is still available. Um, when you get out of the military, uh, I think about the only thing I do is like get an IRA, maybe throw some money into that. Um, TSP is still there actually. Cause I still have mine from when I left the government over 10 years ago, but can you contribute it to it? Actually you can, like it can't, oh. it can't directly come out of your paycheck obviously, but they'll let you, you know, put it in there. At least they've let me, I don't know. If and you get all the tax benefits. Uh, I mean, you don't really get any benefit because it's not being, it's not taken straight out of your, um, Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So you can't, yeah. yeah. So you should get a, he should get an IRA. I think so. It's a lot yeah. better. That's, uh, yeah, there's that much. See everything. You know, here's, here's the perfect example. Like you, you're learning from the mistakes of others. I learned all these lessons that I put in my books by fucking up. Um, and, and not doing, and, but you've basically avoided all the mistakes I made, followed all the advice I have. There's really not anything, you know, a stone left unturned. Um, uh, you know, just for God's sake, don't get a girl pregnant. That's all I'd say. Now, what are your opinions of going back into the military as an officer in the future, despite the military getting softer? I don't know. It's, <clears throat> it's up to you. Um, you may like military life. I'd say give the private sector a shot and, um, you know, with your computer science degree, see where that gets you. You can always do reserves, of course. Um, but I'm not against it. And, and okay, fine. The military has gotten softer. Well, it's not like corporate America got real hard and tough and rumble and masculine. And, you know, as, as bad as the military has gotten, the rest of the world has gotten even worse. The military is still uh, obstinately, I think is the correct word, there to kill people and win wars. Uh, so it's still probably one of the more masculine 
uh, places of employment. May not be from what you remember back in the aughts, but uh, or no, he was in the teens. But yeah, I'd, I'd maybe still keep a toe in there. Why do you think most people don't choose to go the path le less common if they know it can lead to them living a more interesting and fulfilling life? Uh, because the path less common requires effort. It, it takes effort. It takes more work. Path and what they'll, you know, what they'll do is they'll go down the path more traveled because it's easier and they think they're going to win anyway. It's like the kids who major in political science. They think they're going to be a, a Nancy Pelosi or a Betsy Hodges or an Ocasio-Cortez. They think they're going to become an elected official when in reality, less than one in every 3,000 political science majors actually end up being a politician. Hello? Uh, yeah, you there, Chad? Oh, it's on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, no, sir, because the deadline... Mute, mute your mic, Chad. The deadline. Yeah, let, me, let me mute him. There you go. Did he mute himself? All right, there we go. There it is. Um. Yeah, that's why most people go. They, 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 you could, you could say there's a life of excitement and ease. You know, true ease. Like you, you've made your money. You've paid off your your um, car and your house and um, self employment. But to to get to that requires a lot of work. Uh, if you say, no, go down this easy path, you'll probably win the lottery and get lucky. Um, I mean, not to bring race into this, but who was I listening to? They're talking about, it was this black kid and he was a middle schooler, no, junior in high school. And he he was real short. And uh, the guy, it was like career assessment day. So he's talking to the counselor and the... Uh, Counselor asks, okay, well, what do you want to do? And he says, I want to be an NBA star. And and the counselor's <laughs> like, What you know, thought I was joking, like, well, <laughs> come on, no, really, what do you want? What do you want to do? You know, Bob. And he's and he was dead serious, he wanted Bob. to be an NBA star. And you see that with the uh, young black men where they will put all their effort in becoming a rap star, a professional right. athlete, or an actor, or whatever. Uh, when the chances of making that is just so statistically small. And the reason they do this, they think they're going to be lucky. They think they're going to win that that uh, lottery in life when it's like, no. And the tragic irony is they put more work into that, trying to lay down beats or uh, trying to you know become a, a professional athlete. Then if they had put that into maybe not as glamorous a career, It'd be a more stable and realistic career where you could be engineers or accountants or surgeons or whatever else. <clears throat> but that's, you know, why do women major in the liberal arts? Because they think they're going to get, you know, that quarter million dollar a year nonprofit uh, director job. They think they're going to be the sex in the city ladies. And instead of you saying, look, will you fucking do your STEM and learn to code? They won't. No, they will. Because they, that takes too much. At least up front, it looks like it takes too much effort. So that's why people go down the the path more com uh, more common more traveled five so white but everybody yeah. tells you to follow you know that's true too yeah you're right i mean you got when you got your parents and your teachers and your guidance counselors all right you know keep in mind we're talking about like what 16 17 year old kids here mm -hmm. we didn't we didn't know any better no we didn't no yeah they said that, that's what i was told like follow your heart and money with follow. i'm like good because i really like economics you know and, and mm -hmm. oh good you're gonna do great do you do you guys ever have anyone get books um <clears throat> it was called the places you will go by dr seuss 
I've seen uh, it. I never read it. Yeah. It's just basically like it's a standard book you give to people who graduate from high school. And it's just this baby boomer pie in the sky slop where you're going to go on adventures and travel and win. You'll go through the cliffs. You'll go on the wind. It's just, you know, it's Dr. Suits. It's poetry. Mm. And it's like, no, you're a lazy fuck who's going to be loaded up with student debt. And you're probably going to burn this book along with your degree uh, once you find out it was all a lie. And so, yeah, the, the parents, especially back in the past, have told them. I, I don't know. I'm hoping some of the Gen X parents tell their kids otherwise, or at least the Internet will warn them. But, yeah, that's, um, that's why I do that. Uh, five, why do people get angry or jealous of people who are successful, show off the fruits of their hard, smart work, as opposed to motivated to be motivated to do better in life? Uh, because they, uh, they're, they're jealous. They're, it's human nature. They're lazy. Um, they, they don't, again, like with Chad, we're talking about his clientele. People don't want to do the work. That's the most important thing to them. And you're reminding them. They, another thing is that you're reminding them they didn't win the lottery because by that time, if you're making it, your peer group is probably your same age. And when you, you know, you got out of the military, you didn't knock up abroad, you saved your money, you, you got an okay car. Um, you're in your degree program. Uh, then you land your job and you're making 60, 65,000. You got an okay apartment and it could even be modest. You know, you're not flashing it. Uh, people are still going to be pissed off. Uh, and it's just because they're petty. They're, they're, we're talking truly inferior people. Because I remember when I graduated from college, I had people that I knew in my past who oh, must be Mr. Fucking. I didn't even have a job yet. They thought I was like bragging by the fact I graduated from college. Huh. Uh, it's oh, just, you think you're better than us, huh? Uh, you, you think you're better than us? Yes. You know, you know, I, who, I, don't type of I people, know, right. You know, the type of people who say, oh, you think you're better than us are people who are inferior to you. That's, that's, that's who those people are. They are one. That's the a hundred percent way to tell if someone's inferior to you, they come up to you. Oh, you think you're better than us? It's like, yes, yes, I am. By the fact you asked that question. Um, <clears throat> yeah. People just don't want to do the work, man. They just don't want to do the work. And those are the five questions. Uh, uh, nonstop Dre 360. He sent some pretty cool pictures. I don't want to get him in trouble, but he's got his military uniform on there, and then he's got his BDUs. I think he's dressed as a civilian here. Oh, he's got to be because he's, he's got little, he's got facial hair. You can't have that in the Marines. Um, um, sorry about yeah. my call. I, I'm, while I'm doing this, I may have to answer the occasional call. So That's right. You're a very busy man. Just it's, now. It's extension time, man. It's extension time. That's <laughs> Uh, let's go through the super chats here. See if we got anything left. We got a couple more, I think. Um, oh, cynic in chief. What what snide commentary does he have? Is Cappy's health scare over or banker boogaloo? I'll let you answer that. <laughs> or banker boogaloo? What? I have no uh, idea. <laughs> uh, no, uh, the health scare is is more or less over, but not truly over. I'll, I you know what? I'll, I'll update you guys here, but there's not really much of an update. There was a cancer scare, um, went in, there's a tumor on my liver, uh, but the liver is actually fully functional and fine. And I thought, oh God, it's the alcohol or something like that. And they're like, no, your numbers are great. It's just this tumor, eight millimeters decided to grow, which could be alcohol related. I wouldn't be surprised if it is, but also as Atham may have pointed out, it may possibly have a little bit to do with stress, which 
there's increasing evidence that has been because my morning was like, if I get stressed, I can feel my side where the tumor is. So, um, we went in, they did like an MRI and what it is, is it's a, um, it's not cancerous or at least they don't think it's cancerous. We won't know for sure until they do the biopsy. Um, but it's, uh, it's a, a mesh or a, a kinking of blood vessels. Um, and so on the 15th, I go in to talk to the specialist to see what they say. And I presume this is the, the treatment stage. They really don't guide you at all. Uh, they say, come here and do this. Go to, it's like very much like the military, go to that hill and shoot down that range. All right, now go to this, this trench and, and put up some bunkers. Uh, they, they really don't, you got to kind of ask, uh, am I going to die or what? Um, Anyway, so I go in on the 15th, and there really hasn't been anything to update. It was a week ago uh, they came back and said it wasn't cancer, or very likely it wasn't cancer. So that was a huge relief. But there's been nothing else to report because it's I got to wait three weeks before I go see the the uh, specialist. So I will keep everybody updated. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. So, I mean, Lord knows the tumor could be embedded at the precise wrong place. Uh you know, but if it was something crisis wise, I, I'd imagine they would have brought me in the hospital right away. Uh, but yeah, well, I will keep you updated as it goes on. But yeah, it's it's not fun. It's well, Chad, didn't you have a health scare at one time? Well, yeah, I mean, that was in my 20s and it wasn't I told you about that. Yeah, it wasn't like a cancer thing, but it was one of those where for a while it looked a little scary that I might have a disease that is lifelong and limits your quality of life significantly. I told you what it was, right? No, but you don't have to tell me uh, here. I mean, unless you want oh, to, I don't, I don't care. I'll tell like in my, when I was 28, either 27 or 28, there were some uh, disturbing signs that I might have multiple sclerosis. So we had to do all kinds of tests, you know, MRIs, um, but it got better and it turns out it was nothing. So I think there's something to this stress thing. I think stress can really cause some bad physical symptoms. I have, I'm, I'm, I am more convinced now than ever. Not that I, I was totally convinced by knew. Like if you ask me, Oh, how bad is stress? Well, it's kind of bad for you. you probably should do dude. It is because you will break, you will, you will break a gasket or blow a gasket or something. And now, uh, this morning, you weren't the only ones with clientele issues. Uh, I had to deal with some bullshit. And it wasn't even bullshit that I couldn't have handled as easily in the past. And by the time I was done with it, I'm shaking. And so I, you know, with the health scare, and I won't lie, I mean, I look fine on the internet now, guys, but dude, it was like, you know, uh, they had to give me lorazepam or something like that. It calms you down so you can go to sleep. Um, it, you know, cause you, you just, you don't know. Am I going to die? Is this it? Is it, you know, am I going to have the fate of my uncle Jeff? What, what's going to happen? Um, but uh, th that lowers your, your patience and your tolerance for bullshit. And so, yeah, after something that would have been a, a normal pissed off day in the day of Clary, I'm like shaking. I have to lie down. Um, I'm not even, you know, I work out occasionally, but I don't run anymore. I go for walks because they're calming. So, uh, like I said, it'll be the, the 15th. But, man, at this uh, weakened state, if I get any stress, it is bad. It is actually bad. So, I uh, like lots of Andy Griffith, lots of lying around and doing nothing. 
This is what I wanted to ask you, actually, because I'm mm. obviously having issues with it. If people are getting worse and they piss us off so much, either in our business or just in general, like I got stories about people <clears throat> pissing me off during my run this morning. Mm. Have we figured out some ways to like not let it get to you so much? Because I'm all ears on that one. I think Atham. Talk, talk to Mr. Uh, Mr. Elkins in his car over here with the sunglasses. I mean, Atham, I you're a master at it. I mean, go ahead. Tell us. I need suggestions. Yeah. Pacing you off is not going to change anything. It's just going to make it worse for you. No, you're right. But it's like an automatic knee-jerk response. You almost can't control it. You're just like, fuck that person, you know? Yeah, well, I, I guess you have to remind yourself, like, okay, nothing's going to change if I get pissed off. It's going to get worse for me. And that person's you know, just going to keep going, fucking up in life. Yeah. You know, you just got to keep reminding yourself. And over time, I don't know, you just got better at it. You know, I had anger, anger issues before. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, fuck. You know, yeah. You know, I was screaming at your face if I got pissed. That was back in the day. So yeah. I, just, I just kept reminding myself, okay, nothing's going to change. It's going to. You know, I will get so pissed, I will even puke sometimes. That's how you got that angry. Yeah. Wow, wow, yeah, wow, so, I've never been that angry. Yeah, no, I, I got really, really fucking angry before. So I realized at a young age that okay, if I keep it up, I'm not gonna last till 40. I, you know, I, I know there's, yeah, down. I know there's the, the psychological, philosophical, stoic approach to it, which, which you should do. But since we have a younger listening audience. It's like, don't even get in this position. And Chad, you're not that much younger. I mean, you're younger than me, but you're not that much younger than me. It, you know, you look back, <clears throat> imagine you only have so much armor on and everything is going to take a chink out of it. Right? Yeah. It's going to take out a piece of armor here and there. And starting with poverty, because we get a lot of guys that start in poverty. You're already getting your armor worn down, especially if you come from a broken family especially if there's, you know, drug abuse or alcoholism or crime, you're already going into this to a huge degree. And I, I'd also argue, and we could talk about drug use and, and um, assault and death, but this is this stress I would argue is probably the number one cause uh, or, or the explanation between black male life expectancy and white male or Asian male life. I mean, you're already coming out of the shoot in a stressed cortisol rich environment. Yeah. So when you're younger, if you can heed the advice is really choose the people you hang out with, because that's normally all the source of your stress. So it starts with girls. Uh, oh, I don't yeah. know. Didn't cuddle Wookums uh, <laughs> cause a little bit of stress in your life there, Chad? Just a little bit to the point where we had to tell Rich Cooper about it. And then he referred to me as Elkum. <laughs> Elkums. 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 <laughs> uh, that we don't have to go into the details here. That must've been Fucking stressful as hell. I the think shit short, you went through. Shortened my life, no doubt. Like that. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I had a bipolar girlfriend for once. That shortened the life. Um, your career, especially if you're a millennial and you have all this debt, worrying about your debt, that's going to shorten your life. The shitty job prospects, yeah, fine. The economy's doing good, but it's all like, you know, $18 an hour, or $12 an hour, whatever. That's going to shorten your life. I mean, major in engineering, okay? Uh, I would say forget your notch count. That, I'd say out of the 30 I've banged, only five were really worth the effort I put into it. Because it's just not worth, or go get a prostitute. Way less stressful. Yeah. Way less stressful. More honest. Uh, 
yeah, more honest. They go away, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, because every, every little thing is commuting. Everything is going to wear away at that armor. And then there will be a spot in your armor where it takes the next blow and actually there's no armor to block it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, again, I'd say it's 50-50 alcohol versus stress. Uh, some Everybody else like 50, uh, try more like 90, huh? huh? Mr. Relax, Mr. Type A over here. Um, but whatever it is, if it is going to affect your health down the road. And so, Chad, like, you know, there's no – have you had your blood pressure checked? Yeah, like physically I'm totally fine, healthy, right. because I do exercise a lot. But, I mean, right. and I try to eat right. I've actually not even drank that much lately. But the thing is it almost feels like no matter what, where I go or what I'm doing, like somebody is doing something to piss me off. And mm -hmm. so I'm trying – and I think you've had that same problem sometimes before. I uh, so try all my life, Yes. Uh, well, I guess I'm just trying to find a way to not let shit like that get to you. Because as somebody said in the chat here, we are at peak incompetence and laziness and inconsiderateness, I think. Yeah. No, you got to you gotta handle it. You, you got to handle people right. You got to lower your expectations. That's a huge thing. Like, look at Atham. That's he has the, no expectations of endurance. That's the thing. I have no expectations, and I still get disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so exactly. I just laugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's another thing I'd say just because I've been forced to is I know, and I'm going to write a, a piece about this down the road because it is important, but I think you got one shot in life when you're a younger man to give a, a maximum effort. Like you, you can run your engines at 120% for a while. So like when you're a young man and you're hustling, you got to make your money. Once you hit your late 30s or early 40s, you can't do that anymore without at least at least taking psychological damage uh, yeah. and, and more likely physical damage. So what I'd recommend is do that, but don't, unless you're really on fire, don't do it past your 30s. You really need to have like a work-life balance. And by balance, I don't mean spending time with your girlfriend necessarily, but watching the Andy Griffith show. You know, <laughs> don't, I used to work. Not too long ago, I used to work till I was, you know, 3, 4 a.m. And then I go straight to sleep. No, dude, chill the fuck out. Take some melatonin pills. Go to bed at 1030 every night. You know, wake up at 7 or 8 or whatever. Um, <clears throat> that's, that's what I'd recommend. But you have to force a calming down uh, period in your day every day. You know, even if it's half yeah. an hour, you need to chill the fuck down let your afterburners cool down, and then you go into the hangar. But and this um, is why I was so upset yesterday because it was a twelve-hour day, which, honest to God, ninety percent of it was was filled with lazy and incompetent people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, it's not fun. So. It and it's <clears throat> and you're going to be tempted, you know, to because you could see you're like, well, I can do this. I can I can gain. I can get ahead in life if I double time it now. You can for a little bit. And if you haven't attained your goals by that time, you're going to have to schedule. You can work 60 hours a week. There's nothing wrong with that. But by God, between working out and all the other shit, I was, I was doing 80 to 100. You know? And then how do you take the stress off? You know, Okay, you're going to have some drinks. Well, it, it, you're not really calming down. I mean, you think you are, and, and in some senses you are. But, um, yeah, it's, it's throw in some cartoons and actually relax a bit. Because now, let me ask you this, Chad. Look at our good friend, <clears throat> the other Chad. 
What's he doing? Uh, he's hanging out in his car with some cool shades. Uh, he's smoking some good, uh, I assume it's good, uh, tobacco oh, there. Very good, uh, very good. Is it pot? Yeah. No, it's not. No, he doesn't no. do pot. I know. I'm I just kidding. Somebody gave me that suggestion, by the way, when I was talking about how to calm down. He's like, you well, should smoke some pot. <laughs> no, no, no. It's <clears throat> He's relaxing. What is that? Well, that's what I'm saying. When's the last time, Chad, for an hour... You did nothing. You didn't work out. You weren't like, you know, when I go on vacation, I'm riding a motorcycle across the country and climbing a mountain. That's not relaxing. My honest answer is when I've traveled, whether to Canada or to see my uh, sister, nephew, like as long as I'm getting out of here, this is where I think you're doing it the right way. As long as I get out of here, my worries just kind of go away. No, 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 no. I'm saying physically what you're doing. Do you just sit and relax or is it, oh, we're going to go over to this place in Portland. We're going to go over here. Then we're going to go hike this. No. I mean, every time I've, at least for this year, every time I've gone away, yeah, we do some things, but it's all very like, if we feel like doing it, the rest okay. of the time is just relaxing. Like I did that yeah, live stream. Huh? Do you do stuff like you really, really like to do or just stuff that someone else wants to do? When I'm traveling or just right now? Uh, either way, both. When I'm traveling, you know, I'm whoever I'm with, I'm not going to do something unless I really think I'm going to enjoy it. So that hasn't been a problem. And I like to hike and do things. I think I just need to get out of the city more often is what's going on. Yeah. Come to the Edina. (laughs) We're taking a twins game. (laughs) Dude, Reno's a place to go. Chill out with Atham over in Reno and Lake Tahoe. That's uh, that's all. Reno. Or like the the last week where I just hung out with the guys for five days and did fuck shit all. I did nothing. Did fr- slept. That's all I did was sleep. That sounds oh, awesome, man. Yeah. Well, a lot of stress too, where I was just, it, it you almost, I almost look forward to sleeping. Cause that's like, it's like your mind shuts off. You go to bed and you relax. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, that, uh, let's go through some more super chats here. What do we got? We got a couple more here. Um, let's see. Yeah, so um, Cynic in Chief uh, for $2 again says, I use meditation slash headspace and L-theanine for stress. Must L-theanine. Be a- Let me look that yeah. up. <clears throat> Meditation's great. I've tried to do it. It's just hard. For me, for, for some reason, it's hard. So my running is my meditation, I guess. Mm-hmm. L-theanine. Maybe I'll just go to the grocery store and get this some. This is my that. meditation right here. I don't blame you. I might go hang out with the with the old timers at the cigar lounge soon. Yeah. All right, Chad, you got this one. Uh, yeah, five dollars from Nonstop Dre three sixty says a good piece of advice for staying calm. Ask yourself, would you want to be them, and do I have control over it? And if I can't control over it, don't worry. Which I think is pretty good advice. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here's a guy. It- <clears throat> John Steele's a little bit further down the canary mine than us. Uh, he's, I think, almost 50, and he's had health issues as well. Uh, once had a heart attack scare, was a panic attack. Oh, man. Yeah. Wonder what, wonder what tripped it off. Maybe he'll tell us in the chat. Well, see, I actually believe him uh, when he says he has a panic attack. You tell me a 22-year-old millennial who's lived at home isn't, I had a panic attack. I have anxiety. It's like, no, fucker. You don't have, you, you didn't. That wasn't a panic attack. That was just you not getting your way. Um, yeah. A hardened guy like John Steele, I would that would have to be 
See, I I wish he provided a little bit more, like what uh, what happened. Maybe we can get him on. Maybe he will because <clears throat> I think he's still here and in the yeah, chat. Let's go through the. Have you ever had four people on this thing? Oh yeah, you were doing it last week with those guys. Yeah, let's get. Uh, yeah, let me let me bring in. Uh, Steel. Steel. Let me find him on Twitter. Oh, he's sent me a text already. And he's in Seattle. That, that sounds like a very stressful place to live. If it's anything like Portland. Well, if, if you have a job and you're trying to commute, yeah, that's got to suck. But if you're on pot and you just want to, maybe John's on. Yeah, he is. He just said he went to the ER okay. for, for this. Wow. Uh, it just happened now? I don't know. That's why I want to get him on. Is the chat room a shit show right now? No, I mean I'm no. Okay, I just keep seeing Jew and this and that, and I'm I'm kind of like. Well, let me let me. I don't want I don't want to manage it, but if it's if it's going to be dumb and you're a poopy fart face, and you know, let's kill a bunch of people. I know. Let me see. Yeah, a little bit up there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You might want to cut that down a little. Ultra testosterone. (laughs) He's been on there before. No. Oh. Um, what else? So we answered that. Uh, that I'm just going through. <clears throat> uh, KT says you need to open it up with Nirvana in utero, forever in debt to your priceless advice. That'd be kind of funny. Where's this? Uh, this is over on uh, Asshole Consulting on the email. Okay. Yeah, I got... Um, I'm just going through this and cleaning it out while waiting for uh, John Steele to get here. Although, who knows? Maybe he went to work. No, he just posted like two minutes ago. So I think he's available, I would guess. Could be Boomer John technology. You know, he's he's pretty much a baby boomer by now. Is he? <laughs> no, he's, no. he's still there's, older generation X. There's the, there's oh, there we go. Cool. God. Can't hear you, John. Uh, can you hear me now, guys? Now, now we can. Yeah. Yeah. What's happening, John? Um, yeah. No. Oh, so you wanted to know about uh, my scare? Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Yeah. It was a time of. Uh, I, I think. I think. Um, Aaron, I told you in confidence. I. I had a condition a while back. We had uh, an exchange. Right. Um, but what happened was, um, my best friend, or at least my oldest friend, like, uh, died of a heart attack at forty-nine. He was a year older than me. And, um, uh, you know, really caught, like he wasn't sick or anything. He was actually at work. He was an iron worker. He was, uh, working overtime on a Saturday on the Tappan Sea bridge out on the, on the East coast there. And, uh, literally just dropped dead, you know, Widowmaker. And, uh, so about a, about a year, not even a year after that, like six months after that, it was, it was right around Christmas time. And, uh, I had just, uh, you know, just stress, the holidays, all that kind of stuff. And I couldn't catch my breath. I was, you know, I, and I thought I was having a panic attack. And uh, I took a, I did end up taking a, a tranquilizer because I thought, you know, maybe it's a panic attack because I had, uh, like I had the history of that years ago. And uh, it didn't go away. And a long, boring story short, I went, I ended up going to the ER and I had all the symptoms of a panic attack. I mean, excuse me, of a heart attack, you know, nausea, shortness of breath, um, the whole, th- you know, 
all that stuff. And uh, they admitted me. Then they, they do an enzyme test finally. And they did that. And they says, no, you, you don't. But you have all the symptoms. Uh, you know, just take it easy. So, but it was, it was really, you know, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was, my time was up. It's, mm. it's freaky. Well, not, not to go into anything too long or personal, but this is especially people, rich kids don't come here to this show or search advice on the internet. They, they, if anything, it's like, well, how do I get laid or, you know, that, but uh, if you're coming to asshole consulting, I, I'd be real curious about the kids and their familial background but I'm going to bet it's somewhat similar to yours, but you did not have an easy background. I mean, this was not, you weren't born into the, the country club and, and Thaddeus, uncle Thaddeus paid your way uh, through Yale. Correct. Right. I mean, I think we've touched this. I mean, I was single mother, uh, you know, and she was an immigrant, you know, no education, uh, never got any help from my father, never even met my father till I was, you know, an adult, you know, typical, you know grew up in a shithole you know you know like if you look it's funny i was watching the joker uh the movie just recently and they recreated that time period like circa 1981 and i remember being a little kid and actually it was almost like it was almost like i was having flashbacks you know like ptsd <laughs> watching that because it was like dude that's how new york was back then it was just such a shithole you know but oh, right okay but I, then you move to seattle there, was there anything that preceded the the panic attack, or was it just it just came out of nowhere? Um, it at the time when you experience them, they do appear like they come out of nowhere. But in retrospect, you realize that there was a lot of different things coalescing that had been going on for days or weeks. That's how they happen. It's rare that you know, so, you know, someone just says "boo" and there's usually a prolonged period of stress, like where you haven't been taking care of yourself. You haven't been getting exercise. You haven't been, you know, eating right. You may have been drinking too much. Uh, you, uh, you, you know, haven't been taking a lot of, uh, as Rich Cooper would say, self-care. You haven't been doing that for an extended period. And it's like your body's way of rebelling, kind of forcing you to take a rest. Yeah. You yeah. know, because when that happens to you, every it's 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 a fascinating thing because nothing else is important anymore. Like whatever was so important to you, like right before you thought you were dying, all of a sudden ah. doesn't matter at all. You know, yeah. like you're thinking like, oh, I got this meeting. I got to make I got to do this. I got to. And all of a sudden you realize who gives a fuck? You know, it's like nothing matters. Like, yeah, I didn't I didn't do podcasts for a whole week there. And, you know, my writing went to shit. Yeah, because you're like, uh, no, I got I got shit to worry about. I got I got yeah. more important crap. And and it's uh, and yeah, in, in hindsight and chat, this is where you got because you have this base level constant stress with your with your job. Uh, yeah. In my case, I got so many things up in the air, especially. And I, I think the straw that broke the camel's back was when those fuckers in South Dakota uh, said, yeah, we're ready to go. And I drive out there. And after literally months of work on building that, you know, choosing the right things and the this and that, they they uh, said, oh, we were just giving you partial prices. You know, the rest of the drive home, I was still all right. But then, yeah, not much more than. But anyway, there was you throw on one log like that on a camel that's already got so many straws on its back. It will break. And so especially if you're the type A type and you got some kind of career and you're hustling and you're working. um, you know, you got to have a pipe like uh, like Atham there. 
to handle his chemical engineering degree and his 14 jobs and his no sleep. A, a redhead to have sex with helps too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I think, um, you know, this is a, probably a topic that doesn't get discussed enough. And maybe it's just because we're, we've now become men of a certain age um, where, you know, I think, Aaron, we had that talk where we realized uh, very recently that we have more days behind than we do in front. Right. And I think you have to, you know, what you said earlier about there's a certain, you know, you reach a certain age where you can't have the reactor running at 115% all the time. You, you know, there is a point where you have to say, you know what? Uh, I'm on this planet for a finite period of time. And I, I, by the way, I watched you on Rich Cooper. You were very good the other night. Thanks. Um, yeah. It's cool to be on. Uh, there was something I wanted to add to what he was saying about, you know, move on, like every, anything is replaceable. Well, the one thing that is never replaceable is time. You can't, it's the only uh, completely un, unrenewable resource. You get a finite amount of it. And I don't say that to uh, scare people or anything, but, but just to impress upon them the importance of it and to value it. And, you know, Aaron, you say, you know, people are the most important things. I would add to that. I, I would say relationships are the most important things. Well, right. I'm, I'm talking relationships with, with quality people. I'm not saying yeah. like Bob on the street who I know nothing about, you know, I mean, I, I hope Bob doesn't get hit by a truck, but I know. Like, <laughs> well, it depends. Bob might have been a bad guy. We don't mine, know. Might have, yeah. I, but you know, I, might, I might feel bad, but I'm not gonna. It's not gonna stress me out, right? Um, yeah. But, but I mean, it, like you talked about your family, like your nieces, like time with them. That is very important. Mm -hmm. You know that that's where that's like you know maybe that's the real investing we should be doing is putting in putting investing in the relationships with the people that we care about. Here's the thing that fucking pisses me off. I, I shouldn't get too angry, but I am getting angry because it's so true. If we weren't so fucking misled to malinvest our time in the past, we'd have the time to chill out. We'd also have the mentalities to chill out. Uh, instead, we've gotten horrific advice from our parents, uh, <clears throat> horrific advice from teachers. Uh, not to bring politics into it, but it's true. But the, the politics are anti-hardworking, anti-capitalist, and anti-male. Let's just be honest about that. I mean, I, I'm sick and tired of hearing rah, rah, women go I, every fucking day. It's getting, it's getting tiring. And here, so you have to make up for this deficit. There's more taxes. You fucked up on your degree. You got to go back to school. You are, you are basically making up for lost time you didn't have. So that by the time you get back to normal, running your engines at 120 percent, uh, then you're like, okay, now I got to have fun. Now I have to relax, and you're not relaxing because now you're trying to chase fun almost as if it's a job. Uh, but mm. then when all of a sudden we hit the men of a certain age, dude, we're barely stable, and also it's like heart attack, dude. I just got here. Like I, I just fucking got here, man. Sure. I didn't even get to go fishing. Like you go to this resort. All right, I'm here, and you you get a heart attack or a stroke or something at the airport, and you didn't get to have no fun on your vacation. And if if we are just brought up correctly, and this is this is why I always emphasize that my books, my advice, the best time to take it is when you're young, when you're 14, 15, 16. Because that's when it can do the most amount of good. But I think especially for Gen X and especially for millennials, I don't know about Gen Z, but especially uh, millennial men, uh, because they're lied to and because they have so much debt, I think we're going to start seeing the life expectancy for males drop. Oh, it has uh, been. Where the, no, uh, has white, it? Is it already males, happening? Yes. Uh, there was it was a lot of uh, – well, they – 
there was a bunch of articles about it. And then, of course, the media shut it up because the one demographic that their life has their life expectancy has dropping. There's only one demographic. Guess what it is? It's white males. White males. White males. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're hated on. I, you know, I, you, but, you I mean, have black, an official males, stance. To, black males is going up. Women of every demographic is going up. Uh, white males, it's going down. Yeah. I mean, the suicide rates, um, the people and people killing themselves very slowly, you know, alcohol, mm-hmm. dr- you know, the, the opioid thing. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, it's really bad. So people, you know, making money. Hey, that's great. But, you know, Aaron, like, you know, you I, I understand what you were saying. I had an incident uh, this morning that was stressful because people ordered the wrong equipment. I'm in charge of this security thing. Uh, installing and they they order the wrong cameras and they won't be here till next week after i uh had to do a bunch of shit um but you know look we're only here for a cup of coffee you know enjoy it um you're so far ahead of the game you're upset about the thing and and the, the home the delays and everything but you're so far ahead of the game you know compared to the average white male um you yeah, know. but it, it took it took a fair amount of destruction to get here. I mean, it's uh, it, it uh, I am, and I'm hoping to God this isn't anything more serious because I would like to enjoy my nieces a lot more. Um, I would like to build my house in South Dakota, although the medical bills might set me back a fair amount on that one, but we'll see. Um, but it's just, it, yeah, it does kind of open your. You kind of know it. It's like you know in theory you could have it in the frontal cortex all you want. It's not until it actually happens. And it's in your hindbrain. I mean, this is, you look at Molyneux, he, he beat cancer. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he was already a a very thoughtful, insightful man to begin with. Um, And think I wouldn't wish cancer upon someone just so they get more insight, but that's certainly, I'm sure honed and sharpened his, his philosophical skills, making it very front and center in his mind, what's very important in life. And I'm not wishing that everybody has a health scare, um, but again, if you can if you can take it from older men that, you know, are dropping like flies or all of a sudden they, you know, something's not right. Or, you know, I had a buddy. Uh, he had a heart attack. Widowmaker. Thank God he got into the hospital in time. Forty seven years old. Forty seven. Yeah, and yeah, uh, my buddy was forty nine man. just dropped a seven year old son. So. Yeah. And so, but, uh, but, but yeah, do you remember ahead. I, to- you know, remember, do you remember I told because you're talking about scare how a scare can realign your values do you remember me telling you the story about that actor robert urich yes it's coming back um what was it tell tell it again for, for, at least for the benefit of the audience yeah robert urich was an actor you might remember him for a show he had in the 80s called spencer for hire he did he was one of those guys that you know he made a movie with timothy hutton called turk 182 that was horrible and he was one of those actors that was always working but never mm-hmm. like made it big but he always had a paycheck like he was always working you know, one one of those guys, character actor, he always was working. Right. And, he, you know, he was a good looking guy. He had that Hollywood kind of look to him. But anyway, he got cancer and uh, it was testicular cancer. And they they said it was benign. But they said oh, he, he was I think he was getting the uh, for the TV series he was on for insurance. The actors have to get a, a physical, you know, so for the insure the show. Mm-hmm. And um, the, uh, they said, oh, well, we can just take it out now, you know, or leave it in. And he said, take it out. So they did. And then but when they took it out, they said, oh, shit, it's malignant. And um, so then they did the whole thing on him and he went on like TV and then his show ended up getting canceled because they, you know, they wouldn't risk it, you know, but anyway, but he ended up going on all the different shows. And the one time I actually watched Oprah was because he was on it and he, 
Sure, John. Sure. Okay, the one time, right. Okay. (laughs) He said that uh, it it always stuck with me. I never forgot this is many, many years ago. He said he actually thanked God that he got cancer. And he said the reason was, he goes, my life has always been so easy. I, you know, I married the woman of my dreams. He had to get three daughters. They're all healthy, happy, successful. I've never been, you know, I've always had work. I never worried about putting a meal on, you know, providing for my family. You know, everything was always great. I, you know, and he said this kind of focused, you know, focused him. And that always stuck with me. And take from it what you will. I think everybody kind of reads into that what what they want. But I thought that was very profound. And I I think- it does reprioritize your values. Yeah, it really does. And or you, you, know, you, you can have the right values. It just puts even more weight on what's more important. Yes. And, and just really, you know, not to take, you know, I think for him, it was not to take anything for granted, like realize that, you know, how good you, you know, all the things that you have are good. I don't want to get like, turn this into some gay flowery thing, but you know, it's really easy to, you know, get really black about the world, you know, especially, you know, we're white men, we're the most hated demographic in the world right now. And it's really easy for, but I mean, as individuals, we can look about all the great things that we have. I mean, I live in this, uh, this home I love, I it's, it's totally paid off. I don't have, you know, I don't really have uh, any real, you know, so many people have it worse than me. I mean, what, what if we were born in the Congo or something, you know? Um, yeah, I, and I understand that, and I, I totally appreciate it, but <clears throat> until you get sick, you really, especially if you're hardworking, I think pretty much everybody listening to this show has this drive, um, and in, in a ironic sense, they want to make the most of their life, but then that puts the horse blinders on, and they're trying to attain success, they're trying to get FU money, they're trying to retire, they're trying to get their self-employment, and they lose sight in the race what life was supposed to you know, the reason... Let me ask Chad this, for example. Chad, can can you actually calm down? Like, let's say you go on your vacation. Can you not think of work? Yes, as long you as I can I'm totally be- unplug. Then, if I get out of this city, I've it's been easier to do that. Just forget okay. about it. Yeah, because I think it was Rich Cooper. I think it was last night we were talking. Um, maybe it was Rolo, but even when they're on vacation, their mind is still partly worrying. Not worrying, worrying like a machine, worrying uh, about work or the next post, and which you know, guilty as charged right here. Uh, but it, it's it's not until it's like forget that we got more important shit to worry about. That tragically and ironically, sadly, I think a lot of the the guys listening, it's not going to be until you have something like this that you can actually totally unplug, chill the fuck out, take the horse blinders off, you know, and then go go sleep for 16 hours while you're on vacation. I know you guys are big proponents and I am too of being entrepreneurs and, you know, running your business, but I've done this for a few years now. And the thing I'm still trying to grasp and figure out how to do is like, not feel like you have to be on the job all the fucking time. Cause it's not a nine to five, you know, I, I just, I, all you got to do is, is like, think you're going to die. Then I'll ha- that's all you have to do. That's- <laughs> well, well, no, to, to Chad's point, that is fair. There, there is a difference. Cause I've had both. I've, but, uh, you know, worked for, well, we all have right work for someone else and then work for ourselves. Um, there, there is, that is a bit of a trade-off that you have that, you know, um, 
so there is always going to be that when you're an entrepreneur because yeah, it is, it is all about you. So you just have, you know, everybody's a little bit unique. So you have to develop your own unique coping skills, but you have to develop them. And if you're unable to, then go work for somebody else. That's just, you know, how it is. You know, I mean, that, if, go ahead, John, sorry. No, I just wanted to say that, I mean, that that's pretty much it. Go ahead. Aaron. No, I, uh, <clears throat> one thing again, for the younger guys, I think, probably what shortened my life just as much as bad women and poverty would have been psychopathic bosses. Like you will run into situations where you are dealing. I'm not talking a bad boss. No one bats a thousand, not bosses for the most part, all suck. I'm talking psychopaths, uh, where you have a, a, a gut dude, go on fucking welfare. All right. Um, you know, I mean, that, don't, you know, don't show up the next day, get whatever, put in your quit. I'm done out of here. Goodbye. Film it. They're psychopaths. But that is another thing. And the reason why is you're like, I need this job to survive, dude, no, go, go on welfare. It, it, go, go room with your buddies. Uh, and, and this is also another reason why I should be a minimalist. So if you ever run into one of these assholes, you don't have to tolerate their shit. But never, you know, always have six months living expenses, cash. So if you ever run into one of these assholes, you don't have to deal with them. Um, and that that's another thing. I'm sure that's probably caused more heart attacks than anything else for uh, middle aged guys. You, you had an expression one time that I really liked. Uh, you called it forced entrepreneur. Oh, we lost Chad. Hmm. There's the other Chad. Let me invite Chad back. <laughs> He's probably taking his phone calls. No, I think he, it's, his, his Wi-Fi might went, went down yeah. because he was speaking. Yeah. Yep. Get him back. Come back, Chad. I'm here. Oh, you're there? That, not no. you. <laughs> oh, there he is. Hey, guys. Hey, there you go. You scared us. Sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah. Well, I, uh, well, were you saying something, Chad? What was it? Oh, just like you coined the phrase force entrepreneurship, which was kind of the thing that happened to me from a string of psychopathic and crazy bosses that were all female. Yeah. <laughs> mm. No, it, I was never able to hold down a job for any length of time. You couldn't even call it a career because you're always worried you're either going to get fired or the bank, frankly, was going to get shut down. And you you are forced to go on entrepreneurship. Um, yeah. And it, God, it, it, in the end, it's great, but it fucking sucks. Stressful. Just, like, fucking God, I got to set up an LLC. Now I got to set up a bank account. Now I got to do this. Now I got to do that. And I mean, even, and you don't realize how much background work you're doing. Um, again, like, like, uh, John said, you know, un- until you have the a hell scare, you don't give up a, a shit about all this stuff. And then all of a sudden the to-do list starts, you know, like I got to go to the bank. I don't want to go to the bank. You know why I got to go to the bank? Cause this freaking idiot translator over in France who translated my book. This is the second translator on I'm on, by the way, cause the first one had hundreds, hundreds of typos and mistakes in it. The second translator doesn't have PayPal. You see? Now, the trick is for me not to get pissed off. Say, why don't fucking people have a fucking PayPal? It's 2019. I got to go down. I have to, I just have to accept. I got to spend an hour going down to the bank doing some fucking international bank transit bullshit thing. Uh, but but <clears throat> it's just 
you, you just don't want to do it. You just don't have the time. It's not worth it, but you, you still have to do it. But I, I don't want to get angry about wasting an hour of my time. So, but well, cool, John. I appreciate you coming on. How's things otherwise? Uh, you know, uh, can't complain, but sometimes still do. And uh, you know, uh, <laughs> great show, guys. And I'll I'll check out and uh, uh, let you uh, uh, finish up. Cool. Thanks for coming on the show, John. We'll see you. Thanks, right. John. Later, man. Later, John. I got these awesome peppermint pills. To keep my voice from coughing all the time, they're great. I've got um, these, but I haven't needed them, fortunately. These Ricola, <laughs> or oh. basically, yeah. Uh, Ray well, John, I have, for f- yeah, I have this, but I cannot drink it here. What is it? Little creature. A oh, a session ale, nice. Yeah. Never had it. Huh. You're not Neither gonna drink I. that at work, are you? Atham, you're not gonna. You're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, of course not. Okay. It's about to say no wonder he's relaxed. Uh, Ray John, five Canadian bucks. Hey, Chad, remember the time I got you out to look up a geriatric porn star actress? Oh, yeah. That, those were awesome times. Those I had problems time. handling how awesome that was. Um, thanks for the $5 Canadian, Ray John. <laughs> uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Juan Cabrera. Juan. Juan's back. Yeah, $9.99. I'm a full-time dad. Should I do a YouTube vlog on the life as a full-time single father? Low IQ people love entertainment. Would it be a good business idea? Well, why uh, would low IQ people tune in? There's plenty of single fathers out there, right? Yeah, but would anybody actually care about the plight of us, you know, males in a single parent role? Uh, they do. I mean, that's kind of what uh, Terrence Pop and Rich Cooper's sites started out as originally. And well, Coops was uh, entrepreneurs in cars, but it, you know, people do tune in. Um, I'm just wondering if the well, one Juan, if I remember correctly, you ain't got the time to do that because uh, you got your kids. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Who knows if you're good at it? I, the market may just be uh, satiated by now. I think it is. I'm not saying don't try it, but man, like it's just everybody's doing something on YouTube now. Yeah, record. You can't you uh, record uh, the adventures with my kids. You can't have the kids on YouTube. YouTube will take it off. Anytime there's kids, um, because there are some families that have some really popular YouTube videos that are making lots of money, and then to prevent the pedophilia act of Google of 2016 or whatever, um, it's not kids. Because I had an idea where I just go buy a bunch of toys, find a bunch of puppies, and get all these people's kids. I'm like, oh, throw them all into a pen. What what hilarity is going to ensue? You can't mm-hmm. do it. Kids, uh, kids mm-hmm. will get the video banned. Mm, wow. Any uh, any other left? Oh, hey, I almost passed this up. Norwegian Kroners. Oh, we got one before that, but oh, we do. Hang on, let's yeah, go we'll back. Yeah, it was just Juan Cabrera again for $1.99 said, record the... That's, adventure- yeah, I already, I already oh, you got that. One. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Pay attention to the show. Is Pay that Crone, Norwegian... Norwegian Kroners. Let's Kroners. take a look with the ex- exchange rate. Norwegian, Norwegian. We've Kroner. had these before. Yeah. I think it's 8 to 1 or 5 to 1 to you. I think it's 5 to 1. Let's take a look. Do I remember? Surprised they don't use no, the 10 Euro. to 1. It's 10 still 10 1? bucks. He gave us 10 bucks. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Samater Bigzi. Uh, I think you should read this. You're better at it. <laughs> Mike, check. Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? 
My, hello, <laughs> check my. Are you still there? Hello, hello. <laughs> Wonder if he tunes into the great one. <laughs> great one's back. He finally got his apartment and uh, did his first podcast with the uh, with the phone uh, TikToking in the back. Was it politically correct? It was not political. Well, actually, it was. <laughs> it he was. talked about how uh, uh, Texas A and M put together a uh, four-year program for mentally retarded students. Like you, you have to be mentally disabled to attend this. And he was reading through it, and he he went to bat. He's saying you are taking advantage of these kids. Um, you know how dare you? You know, and it just any anything to make a buck for big education, anything to make a buck. And so I guess they're going to go after uh, mentally retarded people and you got to pay. It's not like this is charity. They have to now, of course, they're trying to find federal grant money to pay. So we're all going to pay for uh, mentally retarded kids to or people to think that they're college students. But let's not forget the tens of thousands of dollars that all the teachers and professors are going to make off of our back acting like they're teaching these kids something. I mean, just to not really play devil's advocate, but maybe I'm missing something. Is there some way that these retarded kids or whatever can benefit from this at all? Like, will it help improve their life? No, there's a four year program. And the first two years are about adapting to student life. That was the most shocking thing of the article. It's like two years to adapt to student life. No, no, Uh, no, no. no. There are plenty of programs to to get those who, who are mentally handicapped. You, they, you know, they can work at the McDonald's. There's plenty of programs handled at the local and nonprofit level. Run a this summer is, camp. Or a summer camp, whatever. Yeah. The point is, this is a naked, disgusting, shameless money grab by these fucking assholes, these nonprofit, these uh, liberal arts, soci- uh, social science assholes over at Texas A&M. And they just got, they got the gall to act like they're, oh, we're so charitable. We're so virtue signaling. It's no. just disgusting. Uh, two bucks from nonstop Dre 360. Don't get mad, get glad. Life is too short. Um, Nick, Strap. another two, n- another two dollars. Remember when I made Chad choke with a super Chad? Oh, that was good times. Some serious problems with that one. That was that was that was cool. Had a um, split between you and DT. DT. So DT's back. That's pretty cool. DT is back. Blackbrigade.org. We need of the course, man. After you go after you go to nickshulander.org to get all of your digital advertising needs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, that's it. Caught up with caught those, yeah. uh, Let's get some sponsors out of the way real quick. Uh, Sandman uh, has a YouTube. I'm, I'm sorry, not a YouTube. A, he's using the Brave browser. I don't know if you guys know how that works, but uh, basically the Brave browser pays you in digital currency inherent to the Brave browser uh, if you turn off the ad blocking, uh, ad blocking uh, segment of the browser. So in other words, and, and that's supposed to be the um, intrinsic value that backs up the cryptocurrency, if I do remember it correctly. And so this gives incentive for people to use the Brave browser, make a little bit of money, and Sandman uh, has a Brave browser out there. If you want to, we can, I'm not going to read the URL, but go to any one of my uh, YouTube videos as of recent, and you'll notice in the uh, description, uh, there will be a link to Sandman's uh, Brave browser. I'll also put that at the end of, um, uh, or in the, the discussion. Wait a minute. Can I put stuff in the comment section? You can. Uh, oh, yeah. Here. yeah Wait, but we can't put links there, can we? 
Yes, you can. I've seen I've seen people I do it before. Can. Yeah. Yeah. Try it. Hang on. Let me try and find Sandman's thing. Contact. Oh Good. shit! I think it's on my laptop. Good for Sandman for still being around. Jeez. Yeah. Well, he's he's got a regular gig too. I um, but he's he, I, dude. The way YouTube and Google is going, um, these alternative platforms are gonna. They're getting they're getting so draconian and who they're kicking off. Uh, and they're also kicking off the interesting people. They're keeping fucking the, the, the AstroTurf YouTube uh, celebrities like uh, Jimmy Kimmel yeah. and Will Smith. I mean, like these are, these are endorsed YouTube channels. And yeah, okay, Taylor Swift, she comes out with a YouTube. Okay, that's fine. But anyone that's interesting, they're throwing off uh, left or right. Anything edgy. So now it's just going to be this boring, you know, rated G channel that no one's going to want to watch anything because it's all been kicked out or banned. I mean, the very reason people tune in. What's that, Atham? The very reason people tune into YouTube, you know, that's what they're kicking out. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think they're kicking off as many leftist people than, you know, the other side. I'll just say that. Well, they're, and anybody interesting... You know, and who cares if it's shocking? I don't know. We don't have to have this conversation. Uh, anyway, so I'll, I'll put that in the description below. Uh, the Science of Mastering Women, uh, it's written by Linda Gross. She has a show called The Men's Advocate Show. She was kind enough to have me on. And she did. It's quite a, a serious, I'd even say Russian um, level or work because she does a lot of data and research. She's, a, I think, a psychologist or something. She's a doctorate in some kind of social science. And she put her time and effort into uh, unlocking the science of mastering women, which of course there is no hard science to it, but it might be worth it for you. It's a little bit more clinical, kind of like, like uh, Roosh's works. Uh, but take a look at that. The science of mastering women. You can find that on the men's advocate show. Uh, we have the Pence principle written by Randall Bent. Where can I have a copy of that here? You know what also lowers your life expectancy? <laughs> what's that technology false, false rape accusations so get this book the pence principle make sure it never happens to you it's a short <laughs> book uh preventative maintenance uh and uh pretty well written uh by randy bentwick you can find that online paperback kindle and i believe audio as well uh rdklegal.com go ahead there talk to russell at rdklegal.com before during or after your divorce because russell does divorce and that's all he does, and he does it well. Uh, academic Composition. Go visit our buddy, Alex, at academiccomposition.com. I owe him some extra plugging because I've been gone for a while. Um, but go to academiccomposition.com. Uh, check in with our good buddy, Alex, and uh, see if he can, uh, has any positions open for writing or marketing, writing uh, papers for college students who are too lazy to write them themselves and marketing to market said services. You may also want to hire academiccomposition.com uh, to write your papers for college that you don't want to do. And we are, yeah, we're not up on final season yet. Maybe midterms, you think? We're at midterms level? This is the prime time to use that type of service. Yep. Yeah. I just, finished, I just finished my midterm, so yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so it's midterm time. So no. go to academiccomposition.com. Check those guys out. Uh, we got my books, Reconnaissance Man, The Black Man's Got Out of Poverty, Bachelor Pad Economics, Worthless, The Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major, 
enjoy the decline, curse at the high IQ, poor Richard's retirement. If you've bought them already, please review them online. It always helps out. But go ahead and take a look at those books, and, and you'll end up like uh, nonstop Dre 360. You'll be in way better shape than we ever were at the age of 23. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, seriously, you maybe live a little bit. You will live a little bit longer. And, yes, it's worth buying those books, especially if it gives you another decade of life. Well, I also have the best of books, which is just the compilation of all my best blog posts. There's Captain Capitalism, Top Shelf, Captain Capitalism, Reserved, and Love Letters to the Left, uh, all of which have a cool pinup 1950s style check drawn on by different artists because my previous covers sucked, apparently. Uh, Adam Piggott, our good friend, go to pushingrubberdownhill.com where you can read his blog. He has a podcast as well, and he has a book by the same name, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Go to pushingrubberdownhill.com. He also has another book called Run, Guts, Pull, Cones. He's another guy. He had a health scare, too, um, and a real serious one because they told him he was not going to live. Um, and then he had to go through uh, alternative medicine, e- even in an extreme diet, and he beat it. So um, we were that close to having Mr. Piggott uh, snuffed out from our lives. And then what else? At uh, assholeconsulting.com. Assholeconsulting.com. I think you guys all know that. Um, go there if you need more specific questions answered specific to your situation. Sassed one too many, worthless saved my brother about $200,000. That's exactly what I'm talking. We'll put that up right there. I stand by my products. Uh, that is true. And I think that's it. Cool. I don't know. Anything else, guys? Chad, you got to tell us one more angry story. That's You got to tell us an angry story. Okay, this was uh, this was also yesterday, yesterday morning. Is that when all your troubles seem so far away? Well, last week wasn't fun either, but uh, yesterday... Oh, you got it, okay. Some stupid thought came in my <laughs> office in a way. She made up all her expenses that day, but she tried to get me to... Uh, yeah. Sign off on it. <laughs> That's no, that is exactly what happened. Um, somebody who I had already sent home the first time, I'm like, you, you got to get this shit, you know, in order. And so she's like, oh, I'm ready. Can we meet at 10 a.m. Uh, Monday? I'm like, are you sure you got your stuff together? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. I can probably knock this out in an hour or two. So she comes in and she has a spreadsheet. And I'm immediately suspicious because every. Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. All even rounded numbers. Yes. Yes. All, I mean, even the stuff. You know, meals, entertainment, where it's impossible for it to be like even numbers. All like, you know, 150 or whatever. So, you know, alarm bells are going off in my head. And she she still had her receipts and she had sorted some of them. So while she was sitting there, I went through some of them. Mm -hmm. uh, Completely falsified that spreadsheet. Everything was made up. Not a single category was worth toilet paper that she gave me. Was she overstating them or did she just ballpark them because she didn't want to put them in? Overstating. I oh. did. No, this was to the naked eye. I was just kind of like comparing some. Everything was overstated. Everything was like obviously inputted so that it would be an even number and that it would be falsified to her benefit. You don't think the IRS can't pick up on that shit? That's pretty simple. Uh, but see, this goes back to like she knows what she's doing. 
they know what they just that's so it's not like they they don't have the capacity to fill in a spreadsheet they just don't want to and they want to overstate their tax deductions so they can steal from the taxpayer well i think what pissed me so much well like she basically had this whole tee-hee, you know, attitude about it. Oh, did I do that? I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. You're too fat for me to, like, you know, happily handle your dumb bimbo mistakes. What's that? It's Athamie's in a parking lot. Oh. That's all right. It's a very professional show I got here. <laughs> I, uh, are they aware of, like, jail time or drastic fines at all? Is that ever? I, I'm like, listen, you know. If I file this for you, you're the one that's going to get in trouble. You know, this is why I make everybody sign an engagement letter. I'm like, you're going to get caught. You're going to get audited. Mm-hmm. They're going to slap uh, fines and penalties on you. And basically, I don't give a shit. So do you want me to put this on or not? And she insisted. She's like, oh, yeah, I don't care. I'm not going to get in trouble. Really? Yeah. So basically, I um, I put it together. I took my name off of it. And I'm like, this is self-prepared. You know, I'm not the CPA right. who did it. Yeah. yeah. Here you go. Have fun. And she paid me. And that was that. So if she gets audited, I have, you know, her signatures on a statement that says, you know, I warned her about all of this. And wow. um, yeah, hadn't had that happen in a long time. But that was yesterday morning, which set the tone for a very long and shitty day. Well, that was yesterday. <laughs> all right. Yeah. We got one more from Nonstop Dre 360. Here's free money. Thanks for the great advice as usual. Yeah, no problem, man. Oh, thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for, you know what? Thanks for following the fucking advice. <laughs> that would be, I can't get people to do that. It's, I know, but it's, it, one thing that is real cool, like watching the, having a stained, uh, deck, uh, is I will get the occasional email and it will be like, oh, dude, I was doing X, but you told me why. And, and you can actually see it. And that, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, when I get the 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 follow up asshole consulting question, like, okay, so I didn't follow your advice and it went exactly the way you said it would go down, and now I'm really, really, really fucked. How do I get un really, really, really fucked? I, 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 nah. So, uh, so thanks nonstop, Dre. And then Darius, hey, Darius is here. Oh, Darius. two bucks. Yeah. Will older brother be allowing viewers to stream? Viewers to stream? You mean like join? Join? Yeah. Um, we can do that. I didn't know that was possible until last night when I was on Rich's show. I not really. Um, I for for the foreseeable future, no, because I don't have time for that. Not that I'm impatient with it. I I do not have the minutes in the day because I have to keep things to a certain amount of time, especially if I want to write this book. I, I won't lie; I don't have the energy. Uh, especially the with the health stuff going on uh, on the fifteenth, I'm hoping and and everything you know like oh no it's nothing big and oh no it's something big and then at least no and that will calm me down and then I'll have a little bit more energy. Uh, one more week, huh? Yeah, 15th. one dude. It's well, I was just happy it wasn't cancer, but then yeah. they're like, yeah, and your next appointment will be in three weeks. I'm like, which is kind of good news because if it was like holy shit, we got to get him to the hot, they would have done that. Yeah. Um, but I guess I guess that's a good thing. It's just I'm always eternally pessimistic. So it's you know, but in a week I'll have an idea. Um I may not do a Clary podcast, but to get more to Darius is the reason why is I'm scaling back, trying to chill out, 
Uh, and going forward, I probably will not be producing as much. I mean, if you go back five to 10 years, you'll see me writing books, doing a blog, and doing a podcast. Um, I churned out, what was it? I churned out Worthless in Two Weeks, Curse of the High IQ in a month. When's the millennial book? Uh- I'm still trying to aim for November, but you know, this is exact. If we had people on streaming, we'd be taking way too damn long and it would add at least 30 minutes to every show yeah. and 30 minutes per pie. I mean, it adds up. It really does add up. Um, you know, again, I have a right to be pissed. I'm trying to, I, I got to go to the fucking bank now because some bent doesn't have a freaking PayPal account, you know? <clears throat> and then, Speaking of artistic types, right, Chad? You you kind of run into them in your in your world, right? Yeah, the one yesterday morning, artist. Right. What format do you think I want the edited copy of Worthless in French in? What kind of format do you think I want it in? In French, is that what you said? Yeah, I have a. It's called Maldiction de l'Intelligence. Actually, I might have it. No, that's Curse of the High IQ. Uh, it's just a French translation. All the right. format you would want it kind of the same as the English format. Right, right. Let me let me rephrase. What file type? Word. <laughs> Microsoft Word. <laughs> fucking artists with their fucking program. We use this thing called TWS. It's really easy to download. If you, it's like Dude, fucking bent. That happens to me with right. with Excel. People won't fucking use Excel. It's, it's, so all you have to do is download. It's like no. I paid you the money to get me a Microsoft Word document that is uploadable, you know, uploadable. And here's the, here's another funny thing. Again, why is this is where I got shaking yesterday earlier this morning? Do I read or speak French? No, I guess not. No, I don't. So she sends me this document that has all the changes in it, and she says, "Okay, so you can just go through it and improve, approve, or." reject all the changes you want made i'm like i don't read french don't and now i'm like going online how do i accept all changes even though it's in french and it's just like oh my god and then and um i don't know where we went off on this tangent but um oh it's shit like that that makes that's an hour of my day gone hour of my day gone and so i gotta be real judicious with my time and now I'm at least chilling out an hour and a night before I go to bed. So it's, um, yeah, we were, uh, you know, and I may even down the road switch where it's, there's only one podcast, but we alternate between the Clary podcast and the older brother podcast every Tuesday mm. instead of doing two a week. Cause it, there's just not the time. There's just not the time. Um, all right. That's it. Uh, Chad, tell people where they could find you. Oh, well, um, my website is uh, elkincpa.com. There's also a couple of books that my dad and I have on uh, Amazon, Elkin's Comprehensive Tax Guide, and uh, and then another one about the Tax Cuts and Jobs Acts. So if you're interested in those, you have to go to Clary's Amazon affiliate uh, program and then purchase them off of Amazon. Yeah. Atham, what do you got going on? Where do people find your, your electrical en- or your chemical engineering firm? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that. But in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram. Just look me up, Atham. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then if you if you want to help out the show, um, uh, you certainly may go to olderbrother.com slash donate. Three ways you can do it. 
You can just donate to PayPal. There's a link there. You don't get anything for it in return. There is a uh, uh, Patreon link as well. Uh, you donate there. Uh, you get access to all the behind the scenes, the the paywall stuff. I put a couple things behind the paywall, of which Mary Jo sent a new picture. So I'm going to have to <laughs> upload that one, which is the only reason anyone really subscribes to my Patreon anyway. Uh, but there is some articles, and I do have kind of the uh, the road trip podcast that I kind of do when I do my hikes or have some time to ramble. They're, they're not great, but if you want extra material, it's there. Um, and then the best way to help out the old Claire Meister is uh, also at olderbrother.com slash donate. Click on the Amazon banner and do all of your Amazon shopping there. Don't go to amazon.com. Go to olderbrother.com slash donate. Click on the Amazon banner. And that takes you right to Amazon's page and you just start shopping and I get a six to 7% commission and cut. You don't pay anything extra. And I think that's the best way to help out because, uh, yeah, everyone wins in that scenario. Actually, a quick question with that. Uh, I have a few uh, gift cards from Amazon. You'd still get credit if gift cards were used. Do you know that? You're, you don't have physical gift cards. Do you, do you have a, I I do like I got a few physical ones if i understand it correctly this is how it works i think you redeem them on amazon.com and then they just give you credit to your account so when you check out they'll give you the option to pay with credit card or your balance from credit uh, from gift cards so it should still work as long as you go there i think you're just selecting how you pay then um so i would still get a commission and a cut because after all this bullshit i'm rewarding myself with a new office uh fridge and freezer so many cool. of course obviously. i like i like the commission on that already so a couple, couple hundred bucks yep there we go that's right off all right atham will you take us out correctly toodles <laughs>